And we're live. Welcome, everybody. This is the Reality Czars podcast, Swapcast, actually, with conspiracy or just a coincidence. Uh, dude, I'm super stoked. Uh, this is Nate. Tony's at work, unfortunately. Or I don't know what the fuck Tony's doing. He's probably jerking off. But uh, I am here with Jack Allen. Uh, so, Jack, why don't you do your plugs first, and I guess I'll do my plugs for your audience, and we'll figure that out. Yeah. Well, you can find me at Conspiracy or Just a Coincidence. That's the name of my podcast, and I'm at Kojak Podcast on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, YouTube. So you can come follow me there. I just usually read books, and so you don't have to, and do uh, shows on those. So. That's my, that's my spiel. That's my shtick. Fucking hey, man. I'm terrible at this because I'm usually asking people to give plugs. Uh, follow us on, I, I'll put in my link tree or my Alt Media United thingamabob that has all my stuff in it. Uh, follow us, join our Telegram group. We've got like, I think we have like 25, 26 people in there. So we need more people in there to like share filthy memes and laugh and stuff. So uh, come join our Telegram group. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, I guess, but follow us on Rockfin and because fuck YouTube. You know, we're on there right now. And uh, yeah, cheers, man. Um, Jack, you've been looking into some interesting stuff lately. I want to talk about like the Canaanites. Yeah, dude, we can do Canaanites. So I'm not, are you a, like, are you a, I, I call myself a Christian. I don't really, I need to read the Bible more. Do you, are you pretty knowledgeable in the Bible? Uh, I don't want to say that I'm knowledgeable on the Bible. But I know I that's a, a dangerous question. I, I've read the Bible okay. through and through once and have read it read many verses many times but i'm gonna screw things up like right, if you want you, me to do like names or like in order like when this happened or something like it yeah. yeah but anyways yeah man let's talk canaan that's fucking yeah. interesting well so like my the overview that i've like I, from i mean i have like all these notes and if you guys want a deeper one i did like a few episodes on it but basically um the if this was the book was written by Oh my God, dude. Uh, oh yeah. Eustace Mullins. Yeah. Mullins is a good author for anybody that looks that is, it likes to read or whatever, but he, his theory was that the Canaanites, there's these descendants from Noah's one son, Cush and Cush has, uh, well, let me, let me restart this. I'm already messing up my nose, but Cush, his one son is Nimrod, eventually one of his descendants. And Nimrod is the most evil king that the world. He was so powerful because supposedly he wore the clothing that Adam wore in the Garden of Eden. So he was unstoppable. And basically here, though, the king, that's Babylon that we always talk about in the, the conspiracy world. Nimrod was working his mom, right? What's that? Nimrod was porking his mom, wasn't he? he? he yeah, he was banging somebody that was like either his mom or like his stepmom. I don't know if it was. Okay. I think you're right. I think it was his she mom. She was gorgeous. She was supposed to be like crazy beautiful. Wasn't yeah. she supposed to be a redhead? Like evil, that saucy I redhead. And... I forget her name, though, but they mentioned that. See, that's why I'm not good. Like the biblical stuff, yeah. I struggle. But I, I know you're right. There was like a weird uh, sex relationship that Nimrod was was uh, getting into. Oh, yeah. But but so he was this and in Babylon, this is where the Canaanite religion prospered. They're doing orgy, big into orgies, very into orgies, which I'm sure you guys can pull to now love sex. It uh, doesn't matter with who they did in big groups. And and they also were into uh, little human um, getting rid of 
for the YouTube censors. I'm sure people can understand and doing other things with little humans. Buddy, we can burn this channel. Uh. We go hard on this channel. Uh, I, dude, I think every single time I, well, lately I've been saying, first of all, fuck YouTube. Also, Bill Gates is a fat tranny with tits. So if that hasn't also COVID is fake, fuck the vaccine. Oh, you're crazy, I have, dude. Jesus. I still haven't. <laughs> but, no, but, so yeah, they're sacrificing and doing other things, the little guys. And, um, but they, they rule they were this, this, that was the whole city. It's just like a big orgy and party. And then eventually now this is like split there in the Bible. I guess it's not exactly clear, but uh, Eustace Mullins believes Shem who is one of Noah's other sons. Uh, he was like, Shem was an immediate son. Nimrod's, you know, like, I guess would be like a great nephew or whatever. And he beheads Shem. And when he cuts off Shem's head, he then sends, he also cuts him in 14 pieces, which is vicious, dude, vicious. Yeah. I think 14. And so he sends the, the the scraps of Nimrod to the priests that are doing openly doing these orgies and sacrifices as a warning. Like so similar to what set did to yes, dude, yeah, yeah. because it's the same story. So they, yeah. they just changed the the name, but it's the Osiris and all those that's, yeah. this is the, this is the Nimrod story. And so they uh, send him to the priest, the pre as in the priest, he thinks the priests are going to stop. But what they do is they say, well, now we can't do it out in the open. So they start, doing building these you know temples and uh random places and they start kind of going underground doing their worship and that's where the mystery schools come from you know we always yeah. talk about like that's the first remake is the mystery schools of of babylon this is that was the, the the top secret they held these pieces as a relic and uh yeah so then since then that i know that's a real fast overview but they Dude, I've been listening yeah. to Bill Cooper's series on the Babylon oh, Mystery nice. Tools. Dude, yeah. it's so good. Yeah. I'm like a third of the way through. It's fucking wild. I've listened. I like his intro. He's got the nice, uh, like, crazy, I mean, like yeah. a thunder and, and shit and dogs barking. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that, that, and then so the, the Canaanites, they become the, um, the Phoenicians in Egypt. So they were the sea. And the reason why they did that was because, and so that's how he doesn't, Mullins doesn't say this in the book, but the connection I make is that the Phoenicians definitely, they were seafaring people. I think they were either big rivals with Egypt or like big trade partners of Egypt. And they definitely, in my opinion, they probably traveled the globe. And that's why like in South America, they were also, you know, the Aztecs or the Mayans, they're, they're cutting, beating hearts out of people's chest it's a sim it's a Canaanite practice. They're doing all this horrible stuff. And I also say that as well, because like in um, the St. Clair's church in uh, Scotland or England, St. Clair, pretty sure that's who it was. Uh, he was a big Freemason during the Templar, like change from the Templars to the, um, God, I, now I'm not thinking it's the, the Jesuits. No, like between the Templar transition and the Freemasons, when the Templars get wiped out, but in this one castle temple, and I I think it's the St. Clair's, but now I'm, I'm struggling to find it. But they built this beautiful like church castle thing in England. Oh, yeah, the Rosalind Chapel, William St. Clair. And so if you guys ever go look up the photos of it, but they have these beautiful three pillars representing Freemasonry, you know, the apprentice, all that stuff. But on these pillars... Uh, there's corn and this temple was built in the 1300s. So Columbus didn't get to the, the new world 
until 200 years later. So how do they have corn on this stone? And uh, so that's, I'm just saying that as an explanation that I think these Canaanites traveled the globe spreading their religion. See, my mind yeah. is in the gutter. I thought you said porn. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're into that too, dude. So that, yeah. that's not too far off. They just didn't scratch it into the, the stone, but they definitely are into porn. Dude, sure. that's super fascinating. I really like the whole concept of like the new world having connections to the old world. And like, obviously prior to, you know, Christopher Columbus, yeah, right. yeah things like that. Like, I mean, that's, I mean, it's fascinating too about like, I mean, Leif Erikson or whatever, but like I, what I find really interesting is like the whole idea that like, well, I've heard this and I don't know if this is true or not, but I like this idea a lot that maybe uh, some of the Tartarians came from like uh, Alaska into, uh, um, sorry, yeah, from Russia into Alaska and things like that. And that a lot of the Native American tribes were actually Tartarians. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's a fucking neat idea. I yeah. don't know if that's true. I yeah. want it to be true, but <laughs> I, I do. Well, so have you ever read um, the big guy who wrote all those books on, he was like the, the starter of Tartaria. Uh, Fermenko, Fermenko. So Fermenko, he was like, he is a Russian mathematician and he was the one, he wrote like 12 books on like, uh, it'll be the issue with chronology chronologically or the issue with, the great wall of China. And he, so he's like kind of the creator of the Tartarian theory. So have you ever looked at his books? No, um, I really should. Yeah. If you're interested. So I read a few of them, like four of them. And I like, I dude, I love the idea of Tartaria. Um, but for Manko, he's like kind of a troubling character because he, like I said, he's really, you could probably attribute all of this to him. And he wrote him probably in like the nineties, but for Manko writes Tartaria, like, it's the Russian, this Russian world dominance uh, group. So that's the, that's one thing that like throw, I struggle with Tartaria that. And uh, yeah, that's like my big, because so, I like, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I just think it's fascinating because like there was like, clearly you can find old maps that was like Tartary, like greater Tartary. Yes. And that was in kind of the Russian, Mongolia, China, like uh, Eastern Europe-ish area. But like a lot of the things that are attributed to the story of what was Tartaria, they like mix it with like ideas like of Atlantis and different things like that. Like, so I think a lot of times they're talking about separate things, mm. but it all gets thrown under the umbrella of Tartaria. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I think it's fascinating, but yeah. like, I don't necessarily, I don't know if like all the, like all the crazy flying machines and all this stuff was coming out of like Mongolia. Right. You know, <laughs> I, but I, maybe. I agree with, cause like he did, that's one of his books, the, the issue with maps. And I did an episode on those, and so he talks, you know, so I, you see the, it, Tartaria was the largest land, largest country in the world at that time. I think he was using off a map from like the seven, I mean, there were like 1.8 million squared miles. And then there was all the two other Tartarias. And he shows how California, they lost knowledge with drawing the map. Either they lost knowledge that they had 200 years previously with older maps that showed California attached to the United States or something happened, but but yeah, I do. It is fat, dude. It's a fascinating topic. And I, hi, they're like hundred page books. So you should go check out is what if we've never been to California, man, <laughs> I have no idea. Like California really might still be an Island and we've never been there. That's, that's very true too. There's not many people uh, sailing in boats out there. So maybe, yeah. maybe. Dude, I like the idea of like, 
Well, so this is where I love my flat earth friends where like they talk about like there's fucking continents beyond the ice wall and unlimited land and shit. Like, I don't know where I fall and all that, but that sounds awesome. I want that to be true. <laughs> Dude, if they find any new land, I want one more redo and I'm I'm making some new rules because I've seen what they they've abused us now. So uh, I would love a, a new uncharted land that everyone could move to. That would be wonderful with that doesn't have central banking. What do you think about uh, what do you think about that old Canaanite religion? Like it is fascinating that it's always the same story and it's always retold in like it's so many different like cultures and things. Right. That, that's really fascinating. Well, so that's why I think it adds credence that they're because I you talk, when people say, you know, like normies or whatever you want to call them when they when, when I'll be talking or whatever, they'll say, who's they who's they? And I always say, like, well, that's the million dollar question. And I, it is a tough question to answer, but I think the one consistency is they all practice a similar religion. And so I think that Canaanite may, adds credence to this, that they are all secretly worshiping uh, the devil and they have, you know, like they rank the, they have like bees, they have like a, a hierarchy of demons and like this, it's all in this Canaanite Babylonian religion. And so that's the only thing that, that can make sense to me of why, how humans, these people could be so evil um, and because also, so in the Canaanite religion, they, the more evil you do that they're trying to get closer to Nimrod. And so Nimrod would gain power from doing these, the more evil things. That's why he kept, uh, slaughtering kids and all this stuff like that. So that belief is in that religion that the more evil stuff you do, you, you become like a superhero. You see, you have get superpowers and that's the least the belief of them. So I, you, that's something I can like point to and say, well, that makes sense. If that's their belief system, that's why we, we hear about these horrible things happening because they're doing it to gain power or get closer to their God or, or whatever you want to call it. Interesting, dude. That is yeah. super fascinating. Where do you think this story really originated? Like, I, I just wonder if it's like something that was, where, where do you fall on like things like interdimensional beings? Do you oh. like, do you, do you, believe in those do you how woo woo do you get <laughs> i think so i don't believe in aliens i'm not i wouldn't call myself a flat earther i i that's such a very sensitive topic as you know people get very uh very energized enthusiastic on their beliefs one way or the other there but i do believe in like demons um so i i think that's all our aliens and all the uh yeah all aliens are just demons they're interdimensional demons and they they do provide information just like uh and that's also another thing that i al always say like clearly these people are getting a response from something because mm -hmm. you know if i i try to i pray every night and all these things god doesn't give me what i pray for, you know at least not in the a direct way in a sense of like i need a hundred dollars i wake up and find a hundred dollar bill under my bed but i think that that's what they get on the other side so whether it's fame or fortune or whatever they're they're trying to do that's why they take because it takes effort as you know to like pray and go to church and do all these things like that so these people they i don't believe they would do it unless something was pulling back at them does that make sense yeah and i and i, I honestly don't think that like when we're talking i mean i don't know about we but when i'm talking to god and things like that i don't think that he's like trying to give you earthly like carnal things like i like i think you're doing it wrong if you're like god give me a hundred dollars mm. god give me a hundred dollars <laughs> like you know and yeah so i think that like you know it's it's very much like when jesus was in uh you know in the desert for 40 days 
and Satan was tempting him. And he was like, look, I can give you the keys to the kingdom. I can give you everything you ever wanted. You want these, you want these cities, you want this and that, you want this power, I, you know, and mm. because uh, Satan really is like in charge of the, of Babylon, you know, yeah. basically like, you know, that whole Babylon system, all this, like, I, I'm an anarchist myself. Like I think that the state is satanic as well. Uh, so I think the whole thing is like, I'm a Christian anarchist. Um, and so uh, like to me, like, Yes, I think that those are the, if you're looking for those type of things and you're asking for them, you're not asking for them from God, you know. So I think yeah, they're definitely talking to some low frequency beings. No, I like that. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely. Yeah, I, I totally agree with what you said. So that's why I think that's why, again, like how why would people go besides, you know, sex is enjoyable. Why would they be doing these disgusting orgies, eating feces? Uh, digging up bodies and necrophilia and things like that unless either they're totally deranged which is possible which is possible or they they're getting a response you know from whatever they're trying to accomplish or talk to uh they're they're getting it you know so i had this conversation i think this is with chris matthews from forbidden knowledge news i think we had this conversation when we were talking about like let's say that like everyone has a piece of like the divine or let's say, let's say that like your God, whatever God is to you that you're praying is actually inside of you. Right. And so, and it's a reflection of you in a way. And so it's like, if I'm trying to, if I'm, if I'm like using positivity and I'm like, and I'm like talking with love and I'm like talking to what I think is the divine and it's a reflection of me that like, possibly when like let's say we used hillary clinton as an example when she's talking when she's like she's trying to connect to the divine she actually just sees a reflection of her evil gross disgusting self and that's why like that's where she's getting those you know yeah uh, yeah it's fascinating and so if that's true then that depth of depravity is like just in human nature you know that you can become a necrophiliac poop-eating child-sacrificing you know, disgusting monster. Well, yeah. have you ever heard? So this is like you a little more uh, off my my beaten path. But I there's one guy I like on YouTube, Conspiracy R Us. Have you ever watched his stuff? No, I should check him out. Oh, well, you will love it, dude, because it's right up your. I kind of gravitated away from, but regardless, I he does. He's a big like Tartaria kind of kind of kind of guy. But so he did this episode about how the Nephilim. He is a Christian though. So I like, I like, so he comes out of like a Christian Nephilim. perspective, but yeah. he talks about how the Nephilim are, look like clowns. So have you ever heard this theory? No. Oh dude, you're going to love it. I'm going to my thing so I can uh, pull it up. So I don't, so I do a good job. It's I like the theory right. that, Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I like the theory that like uh, someone was floating this at me and I don't, Oh, I think that was Emmanuel Kingman that was talking about like how the, the different Nephilim had different, like they had different features and stuff. And so that, like Anubis, they're like the bird headed and then the dog headed, like uh, Egyptian gods, they were actually Nephilim mm. and things like that. And they actually had those faces. I don't know if that's true or not, but tell me about clown. clown yeah. Nephilim, huh? well, so, so basically though, like, his theory is when you take like DMT and all this stuff like that, okay. uh, he talks about how there's these like group consciousness, right? Or like, I guess mm-hmm. Joe Rogan talks about, I mean, I've taken hallucinogens, but I've never taken DMT. But the one place that a lot of, a lot of people talk about is meeting like this jester that they meet when they're, uh, I guess, high on DMT. And so he goes into this whole thing that 
the Nephilim are these interdimensional beings that look like clowns. And so the evidence he brings up is like, there's this tribe in, uh, or, you know, there was, I guess they still there in like Arizona, Mexico area, and they dress up as clowns and I can put the, let me see if I can drag, but I forget the name of their, their tribe, but they wear the stripes. And his big point was where do you, where did like, when did clowns become funny? And the clowns started in like the 1500s, I guess people started, but like the, the clothing choice, does that look funny to you? Does that bring you joy? Most people are inherently like afraid of clowns, right? So what, even then, and, and even if you've never seen a clown as a child, they're frightening. So why would you pick this outfit to be uh, something that brings you laughter and joy? So he says yeah, that th this is funny. They're yeah. not cute. I know. Yeah. They, they make you feel weird. Right. Looking yes. Yeah, exactly. And so his theory yeah. is that, yeah, that, and then like that, this tribe in New Mexico, they'll take peyote to communicate with their gods, which, that's why they dress up and they look, they have the stripes, they paint their faces white and they have red on their, their hair that like most clowns have red hair. Um, and yeah, so that's basically, and like he ties that to. Thank you. That looks what Stephen King doing when he wrote it. You know, it that's not like he brings like, and it's not just him. You have like uh, Johnny Depp in the um, Mad Hatter or Alice in Wonderland. Mm -hmm. He's in the Queen that's of true. Hearts. And but and like you look up and they a lot oftentimes have red hair and they also a lot of time clowns like their hair goes like the, you know like the point thing, like on the red side hair. it's always like either empty here but they got like two horns essentially, uh, but that's their hair but you could you can see how that connection would be made with, like two two kind of hornish type of things, um, oh and so he talks about how, and he brings up a lot of um, what's the good show on it's like the old. It's David Lynch. What's the show? David Lynch. Uh, it's that big series. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Damn it, dude. I not, I keep wanting to say one tree Hill. That's not the show. Um, but it's like the murder. Uh, oh God. I'll just look it up. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> I don't we'll get it. We'll get it. Don't <laughs> worry. David Lynch shows people that are watching. They're like, Oh my God, it's the twin peaks. They're yelling. It's twin, twin peaks. peaks, but, Okay, I've never TV? watched it. Never watched it. I should. I've heard. You should. Dude, heard you should. It. It'll be right up your your alley. But that's so that that story, David Lynch's story. It's like a a murder show, but they go into an an alternate reality, and the alternate reality is black and white uh, checkerboards, often in the in the thing with red curtains. And so he's saying that the, all of these ties, like, and that's why uh, Freemasons are black and white. He says is because. And then he even shows you got to watch the video and everybody listening because I'm doing a I'm butchering it. But yeah, um, the, the black and white, there's like lots of vi weird videos of like people just filming and like a black and white, like inner a being like creeps in and like it'll just be these random videos that people make or with celebrities. And there'll be like this weird like that black and white fuzz fuzzy kind of look on the old TVs. But you can see like a person that's standing there with, and then it'll go away. And so he says all this is pointing to these Nephilim clowns that are interdimensional. And uh, yeah, so I did a horrible job with that, but I hope you, I hope I got it across the, a little bit. I think so, dude. That's all creepy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we got on that, but yeah. Oh, Canaanites, but yeah, but yeah. So that's the, so I, I like that theory because I do think that the, the aliens that people see or whatever, they're, they're demons. And uh, yeah, that's my, that's what I think. What's your take on giants? 
Oh, well, do I, do you know, uh, Ken Ami and Gary Wayne? Mm-hmm. Have you ever had those guys on? I don't, not Gary Wayne. I've had Ken Ami on. Oh, yeah. nice. So you've, you know, Ken stance on the Giants. Yeah. But no, I, yeah. yeah. No Giants after the flood. I had which, them debate. Ken, he Ken broke my heart. I mean, he's, he's probably right. He's scholarly. He's very smart. He could be right, but I want Giants to exist now. I agree. Dude. <laughs> I agree. And, but I, so I had him and Gary Wayne debate and Gary, he wrote this book, Genesis six. Oh, which, you know what? I think I saw that debate. I'm pretty sure Ken sent that to me. That's <laughs> funny. Yeah. Yes. But so I think, you know, whether I think the Nephilim were, you know, they had offspring. I mean, it says that in the Bible, so I think it's totally plausible whether they're still alive today. That I don't know. But that bloodline, the Canaanite bloodline is still deaf. I do subscribe to that theory that there, there is something special about this, this Canaanite group. And they've, they're very concerned with where their blood goes and who is their offspring to maintain that bloodline. Yeah. So they I, I don't know. All the way back to Cain, right? Is right. That what exactly. Cain? Yes. And Cain had, yes, yes. Yeah. Do you believe in giants? I think so. I mean, I believe that they definitely existed. Yeah. I don't know if they're still around for sure. Um, I mean, there's just too many, there's too many like tales about them. Like even in the new world, they talked about the mound builders, right? And they, these giants that, and I, sometimes they were described with red hair and yes. they were cannibals and rapists and monsters. Right. And, right. and then they wiped them out. Like the Indians came in and fucking killed them. <laughs> well, is, and that was another, the red hair and the giants. That was another like, evidence that that the series talks about that that their nephilim offspring they got the the red hair do so. you think all red hair comes from that is that like oh a- i don't know i don't that's a bold claim i don't think so yeah. but i maybe it's more prevalent in that in that a type of group because um, it is like a mutation right yeah. yeah i mean it could be a trait that came from the nephilim and anybody with red hair has a little bit of that Nephilim blood in them. I don't know. Damn. Anybody with redhead significant others are going to say, you are so right. They're crazy. They're nuts, dude. Uh, yeah. And uh, they like, they can drink more. You have to, you have to sedate them more when you do surgery. You've heard that, right? They need I've never heard that. No. Yeah. They need more anesthesia. Uh, really? Than normal people. Yeah. Uh, wow. freaks. I'm going to, my wife's a nurse. I got to ask her if she's ever. Yeah. Heard ask that her that. That's like, that's a fact. Damn, I don't claim many facts on this show. <laughs> <laughs> we just explore ideas, but but yeah. So and that, the whole point that with like the Canaanites and everything is they they were able they just like they they changed the Phoenicians, then they went to the Venetians, and the Venetians they were uh, that's where like uh, the Rothschilds came from. That's where their roommates, the Schiffs or the Warburgs, one of them. I don't know who it was. Which, both, man. I know they're both connected. The shifts are definitely connected to the Rothschilds. I think, yeah, I think the yeah. shifts, they lived in the same place in in, uh, in in Frankfurt, Germany, but they both came from Venice, their families, because that's where the, the banking was. And then they changed their name from the Venetians. Is that where the, is that where the black nobility comes from? Is exactly, from dude. So then too. the Venetians become the black nobility. So they just changed their name every every couple, you know, a couple hundred years or whatever. And another example is, do you remember? Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So in Rome, when Rome fought Carthage, so there was this, this battle in Carthage and still to this day. So the Carthaginians, whatever they, uh, Mullen says that they're the Canaanites. And so they definitely came from Phoenician, right? They're right. I think yes. Yeah. 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 They were the, exactly. So, 
he says they're the Canaanites. And so that's why Rome, they, they despised them when they became Christian or whatever. They just, they, they, they raised the city and still to this day, people cannot no research or whatever can pinpoint where Carthage existed like that. I mean, this was an empire that competed with Rome. There's not a single thing that exists because the Romans literally burned it to the ground. They took yeah. every person out. They either killed them. Theoretically, them. it was around Morocco, right? Or somewhere around there. Yeah. Or yeah. North, yeah. yeah. North yeah. But so I found that. And so, and so then he also ties this to that's why, what was the kind of the, like how Caesar's and Rome's kind of an evil, evil thing. And a lot of this, he's saying this hate stems from that battle when, when uh, Carthage or when Carthage was raised. And that's why they're still to this day trying to do the reverse and raise. Uh, I mean, like if the they Rome. knew that like, what's his name when he turned, uh, what's his name that turned uh, Catholicism into the state religion of Rome, you know, uh, who the heck is that? What Caesar was that? Oh, Constantine? Yeah, Constantine. If they knew that he was a sun worshiper as well, I mean, it all comes back to sun worship. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, they just occulted it and like like took over the Christian religion and like put it inside of a box. I mean, that's what the Catholic Church is. It's just like, Agreed, I mean, dude. Gonna, I'm going to really piss off some Catholics. I, I went hard on the Catholics earlier today too, actually. So, Well, and you know, I don't think it's, I think people always get this like, you're not attacking Catholics, you know, yeah. you're attacking the Catholic church and not yeah. even like the church in, in its entirety. You're, you're attacking these certain the aspects of it. Yeah. Yeah. That have been manipulated and they have been manipulated. Like, I don't think anyone, I'm, I was raised Presbyterian. I think Protestantism, you can point a lot at that Protestants ruined uh, Christianity and especially in the new world. They, they, they thought they were doing a good thing, but it allowed this, total woke culture to to come in and destroy everything because uh we took it upon and i get like why they did it they they took it upon themselves to read the bible just listen to the bible and get rid of all these seemingly meaningless traditions but it you could make a claim that it opened the door for for uh you know like a rainbow church to exist right that they're the tenets of christianity go against many things that they promote now and not just the you know all these churches so I live near Portland. I drove past oh, through there today. I saw many rainbow churches. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy that you live near Portland, man. You're probably like, you're out in like the country though. Yeah. Now, me and my family, we lived kind of on the West side, still kind of in the city ish. Uh, and dude, it started getting terrible. Lots of drugs, lots of fucking homeless people, lots of crazy shit. And like, I had a, I had a 14 year old at the time. I think it was 14. And like, Dude, I didn't want him around that shit. He was yeah. like starting to like starting to act like an idiot. And so I was right. like, get the fuck out of here. Nice. So dude. We moved about we're about 45 minutes from Portland. Nice. That's and great, we're, we're, we went up north kind of. Um, yeah, it's a rural area. Like we're right outside okay. of the, the county line. So we're not okay. even in the same county as. Yeah, we're not in Multnomah or Washington County. And we've got like 8000 people here. There's no homeless. Well, there's a couple homeless guys, yeah. but you know them. You know who they are. Yeah. Like, right. nice, just a crazy guy. Right, right. It's it's nice out here, dude. Dude, see, that's my. I I don't have have kids yet, and God, I will, God willing, soon. But um, that that's like my fear, dude. Is because I was a heroin addict for a decade, a crack addict. Really? Yes, dude. And I worry about 
this new, cause like you all, as a parent, my parents were, are super, they're amazing. And they're like concerned, you know, not like conservative in the sense of like Trump, they're just conservative and you can yeah. only protect your kids so much. And still like a person like, where'd I, you grow up? Uh, right outside Philadelphia, a little about like okay. 45. And so that was, you know, big, uh, I lived in yeah. Philly for a long time. For hey, that man, reason. You look fucking good, dude. Ah, thank you. Well, about, yeah, you look fucking nice, man. It's been about four yeah. years. Well, I have a lot of veins that good. don't work anymore. Yeah. That's what happens when you try to shoot crack with uh, vinegar. But, yeah. but, well, dude, congratulations. I'm oh, fucking Thank good. you. Thank you. Yeah. But, but yeah, that is my, my fear, though, is what you can, and I, it's another one of their, these tactics. They can brainwash your kids in school and everyone yeah. says, homeschool your kid. Well, dude, you know how realistic that is for a lot not very realistic so what do you do what like how do you combat social media a billion dollar industry and a, another billion dollar industry in the, the social media and the education system it's a, yeah. it's a tough battle it is possible man it is possible look into like homeschooling co-ops yeah. there's like, i guarantee you there's a bunch of folks around you within the like 10 miles that are point. all working together to like and they'll and they'll do it at each other's houses like because like maybe you have one day off and so you're going to teach the kids this this day and you just kind of it's really cool dude there's a lot of options out there that's a great I, point dude that's a great point and god damn it anything is better than those pieces <laughs> of shit. like teaching your four-year-old how to suck a dick and shit and like they bring in a cute. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, right. <laughs> they do some but, weird shit. But dude, and this again, this is like that. This Canaanite religion. They were so into or so like the French Revolution. And I'm going to bring that back to the kid part. But the French Revolution, everyone always say like, yeah, like guillotine. You know, let them eat cake as a joke, dude. This, I mean that that revolution was a Freemason Canaanite uh, revolution. They were they were digging up bodies. They were boiling people. They were putting tons of butter and cooking mothers and children in these paint, these iron pans. They were frying them. I mean, like, is that tender though? Cooking (laughs) butter like that. Very buttery. So they're good. But (laughs) but yeah. And so like, they're very, they're obsessed. They were also digging up bodies in the graveyard every night, these huge orgies. And so that's why this. I've heard that. That's fucking wild, dude. It was like, so you just hear of like, down with the the monarchy but you don't hear that it there was like you know inches of coagulated blood it was a lot like the bolshevik revolution which was again funded done by the same group so it's this leftist yeah right these freemasonic canaanite worshipers at the top and uh getting these but so that's why i they're obsessed with sex and that's why our school system is also obsessed with sex now because they've gradually push the line to mm-hmm. where it is now what jack what's your what's your uh opinion on freemasonry oh i i think i don't think they're powerful anymore really but like I, the just like the canines changed their name i think they but yeah i attribute a lot of evil to that group and not like yeah. the the law not like your our aunt like our grandparents who are in it or like but the people in this those these upper like in the scottish right that's like what, again, Mullins talks about is how the blue lodges, that's the three lodge ones. They were often in, they were in America. They're like your local lodge that you would see. And often after these revolutions in France and Italy in uh, uh, Hungary, the moment that they got the revolution over with, one of the first thing they, things they would do is institute Scottish right Freemasonry in these countries. Same with America. They brought that um, like 
after they established the blue. I mean, this country was basically founded by Freemasons. Exactly, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know where to fall on that. Like, there's I, so many truthers are getting soft on Masons right now. It's really, really? silly. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I'm still listening to William Cooper. William Cooper's like, it's all Masons, and I'm like, I'm on board. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm super, so people like, what do they say? <laughs> Well, there's just like there's a couple prominent truthers that I'm not calling anybody out that that are Freemasons, and so everyone's just like, well, maybe Freemasons aren't so bad. And I'm like, oh, Mike Stank, (laughs) who? I said Mike Stank. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, one of them. Yeah, he's one of them. Yeah, for sure. But I think, dude, you could easily. it's whatever. Like, I might hate on anybody, I guess, but like, I'm not going to fucking be a Freemason. No, dude, if you are in this like world and you read and research, you can't honestly say, oh, they did. They, they well, maybe they did out, those they've just been carrying the, they've just been carrying these traditions. They have all this occult knowledge. They're just kind of like a hangout club. Yeah. They're a hangout I don't know, club. dog. It's just an inversion. They just want you to think the Masons are the bad guys. Oh, yes. You know, because all my fraternal groups, I, I often don uh, black robes and put a, a, a noose around my neck and pretend to stab my brother. You know, I do that yeah. actually every Saturday down with my, my buddies at the, at the bar. But yeah, that's crazy. I mean, but. I'm willing to admit that maybe I'm willing to uh, hypothesize that maybe they're not as bad as everyone says. And I'm sure there's a lot of made up bullshit about them, but I'm still not interested in fucking being a goddamn Mason. So well, and it's not like, ev- you know, that's a, again, like that's you your can't average every- dude. Like the average dude that's in the Masons, right, dude? That's like my uncle Ted or something. Exactly. Dude. They yeah. just like drink beers and probably like maybe they bugger each other on you know quietly or something. I don't know what Masons do, but you know, yeah, but just regular ass dude right. that just like, your, put your, on a sheep loin cloth and acts a little gay sometimes. And but they're your reg- yeah. I and I but I just think it was you know that's used as a cover so you can, and I don't think they do that anymore because it's not. You know, I, I, my, my, I hang out with this real old guy. He's like 90 and he was a free, like everybody and her parent, his wife, her dad was a very high up Mason. And Dude, it's like, like when I was growing up, like, well, my grandfather, his grandfather and his grandfather before him were all in the Ku Klux Klan. Really? And they, yeah. And they would tell me all kinds. Well, I mean, my grandfather would tell me all kinds of stuff. And like, there's like this classic story that I only vaguely remember when I was a kid, like looking at my skin. I'm going yeah. like, you just stay out the sun, boy. You'll be right, what? You know? That's so funny, dude. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's that's interesting. Where where is your ancestors? Are, are they all? From- They're all. They were all from Oklahoma. Okay. That like that's yeah. my that's my mom's dad. Okay. Yeah. Interesting, dude. Wow. That's that's pretty. I bet he would if I. Isn't that so? Like I screw. I wish I talked to my grandfather so much more. That's why I hang out with this old guy. I'm like redoing my, my mistake, but our grand, like so much in things I want to ask, uh, you know, now, and now we'll never, you know, it's sad. It's sad. Yeah, I don't, wish I talked to my grandfather more. He was a fascinating fucking exactly, dude. dude. All these people yeah. were right. They uh, like, I mean, that was the greatest generation, right? I mean, like he was, I don't know how old he was, but like this guy, uh, he was born in like 1920, I want to yeah. say something like that. And uh, he was in World War Two, and he yeah. was like, I think he, he was a Marine. Uh, he f- killed a whole bunch of Japanese people and told right. me about it, you know, and he was a wild dude. And then he ended up becoming, he was a doctor and a rocket scientist and worked for like uh, some fucking, uh, some fucking uh 
the hell are they like rocket base or something out in okay. California. Wow. And I don't think it was JPL. Uh, somebody's asked me that before. And yeah. uh, another fascinating thing about him is like, he, he knew, uh, what the fuck was his name? Who's the German guy? Uh, Nazi came over here. Operation uh, Paperclip. Yeah. Um, well, oh my God, dude. Oh my yeah. God. You know what I'm talking about. I know. Uh, Warner. <laughs> Von Braun. Yeah. 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 Uh, apparently he came to my mom's class when she was a kid. Wow. And visited. Yeah. Wow. Which is pretty interesting. That's and that's so like crazy. why my mom is like so convinced that we went to the moon. And like I and I said that I try to like I I've I read Pilger on this because like we sat there and had this conversation. Like she didn't even know about Operation Paperclip. Right. And I had to like right. sit there and show her. I was like, remember how Werner von Braun came to your class? Yeah. Yeah. He was an SS officer. <laughs> he was he was a goddamn high level Nazi. Right. And then, like just like stripping away her fucking Oh <laughs> I bet, dude. I bet. Oh, that's a, that's a funny. Yeah. But that gen dude, like we, there's so much info there that I always like we've lost you know, I, and like they've changed so many things. I often like wonder like what would, cause both my grandparents fought in World War II. What would they say today? Looking at what the world, what America became like, would they have yeah. still fought in that war? Would they have still thought that they were fighting for this great democratic utopia that we have? You know, I'm mm-hmm. always interested in that. You fought so hard for our freedoms, Grandpa. <laughs> yeah, and this is where they are. You know, so I just I mean, like, we'd like to think that they'd be, but like, look at the boomers now. They're just like they shut up, they muzzled up, they fucking got their jabs. They, you know, they're just fucking. It's sad, man. Like, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. That and so I think that there's some going to be some change that ha- that's like my one. I don't. I try to be like too black pilled. That's my. My hope is that like our gener- the millennials and these other people who have access to the internet, I think more and more people, I mean, I, I think you could make the case that like the least amount of people ever trust any mainstream source more than ever Isn't before. Well, the millennials got so much shit, but the millennials might save the world. Yeah, well, dude, no, but seriously, right? Like, I know you're kind of joking, but yeah, right? <laughs> like there is some truth to this because- we're i'd say at least like i mean i i know we're like kind of in uh we're in like these more i hate the word extremist but uh but even like my friends that are not and they they i just talk to them they don't believe the the you know the news they well we were the last generation that didn't like grow up with a tablet in our hand mm. you know what i mean we still had we maybe had the internet but it was dial up and it mm-hmm. took a minute you couldn't use a phone at the same time All right it take me five minutes to get a fucking porn picture to All come right. on the- Right. Like, so like the internet was still new to us. We still grew up with like having to use our imaginations and shit. And like, yeah, I'm, I'm, it sucks. The zoomers are fucking, a lot of them actually are pretty based. Like a lot of my son's friends are pretty smart. Actually. Only one of his buddies got vaccinated. Wow. So that's impressive. See, I wonder the numbers. I'm sure they, they will never like, they would just, I'll tell you it's way they'll inflate them like crazy, but I wonder. Yeah, dude, they really want to make you feel like you're the odd man out. Right. They want to make you feel like, yeah, three fourths or like five sixths of Americans are vaccinated. Right. Why aren't you? What's wrong with you? You know, I don't think so, dude. I was just reading an article. I'll try to find it. It was, it was like how many hundreds of millions of doses of fucking, Pfizer and Moderna and shit are go right now are going to the landfill because they didn't get used. It's like literally hundreds of millions of doses are going to go into the landfill. And now tell me how fucked is the water going to be when that shit gets out? That bothers the fuck out of me. Uh, I know, dude. Isn't that 
so that's are you on well water or do you have like uh township water township yeah. water but i mean we have a fucking we have a berkey so we don't what's that uh really nice uh uh water filter oh okay like fantastic very cool. yeah very cool that's like my goal is to get a eventually one in a few years get a well water because yeah everything dude they can and this so I, we were talking about phoenix before the before the show operation phoenix and these are the type of things that they like experimented with like chemical warfare uh can you can you you know dose a whole town how do you do that and these are like the type of things that they played around with so you know how easy it would and they they would have no qualms about it at all they would just tell you a report why it's good to put antidepressants in everybody's uh drinking water that and we've already seen i've seen articles that there's say, articles yeah yes. about that like we yes. should just give everyone lithium right or and there's <laughs> articles about giving the vaccine and food i saw those too like can it be done and, well, uh, it can. Yeah. and see when they write those articles it means they've been doing it for a couple years exactly. already. exactly yeah yeah this is so true it's yes. fucked <laughs> yeah they were like well, you'd be getting your vaccine while you're eating your salad. You're right. just going to put it into the genetic makeup. And you're like, man, fuck you. <laughs> and the problem is with all their GMOs is that they like cross contaminate. Like, so you can't even have organic. There's no such no. thing as organic anymore. No. There's like, we try to make this organic, but like maybe it doesn't have a shit ton of pesticides, but has like organic pesticides that are, that are still fucked. Well, dude, uh, another good book I haven't, but uh, Jeffrey Smith, he's big on the food st stuff and he, I started reading it, but like, he, like all, like how you just said, there is like, I don't, I bet, I know they've got the pure seeds locked away in that seed vault. In Norway. The stuff that we have, dude, they like, they'll take the a quality that a fish has and a quality that a, like they'll cross, they'll cross these. That's what they did to tomatoes was the, yes. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, dude, like insane, like a penguin's gene to keep warm or whatever it is like the bananas dude this this is a did you know that there used to be 65 different banana types now yeah. there is one and all there is some that were sweeter some that and what it's the this the banana that we have now they they mass produced it in guatemala they killed all the other the I've United heard this that i think is fascinating is the reason why banana flavored candy uh, doesn't really taste like a banana. It kind of does. It has a banana yeah. ish flavor. It was based off the first banana that they mass cultured because that they monocultured a banana and then they had a giant fucking blight right. and it like died. And so then we were like, okay, let's take this banana and we monocultured that. And they say in a couple of years that banana is going to be well, fucked too. That, that was the banana. Yeah. That was yeah. the, that, that's if if this thing this is like the most resistant one or resilient one but if a, a germ or whatever grows on it we're bananas are gone because there yeah. is no other banana and see that that's the whole thing is that that's the power of like multi like you know having all these like poly whatever you fucking call it by like culture is that like you they should be all these bananas should be fucking and making awesome bananas. This one tastes good. This one's a little bit more starchy, but this one like so yeah. that you can cross pollinate them and you can like, yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing with apples too. We've lost so many fucking oh, apples. There, uh, there's literally so like 500 different or more varieties yeah. of apples right. are just gone. Right. Dude. Isn't that like so sad? It's just like, if for greed, it's just like, yeah. it's, it's like enough to make you like cry. Like, what, and again, this is why there's no way that these people are just greedy. Like there's something else that drives them because eventually greed 
you know, like Jeff Bezos, he's not still working for months. There's like something beyond this that they're hoping to achieve, at least my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. There's something driving them. Yeah, you're right. I mean, at this point he has fuck you money and he drives dick rockets. Like he, you know, like what he should be just chilling on a beach, getting his dick sucked by a supermodel. But instead he's like still trying to like corrupt the fucking world. Like exactly. Like like Bill Gates. Yeah. Like Bill Gates. Fucking Bill Gates, dude. <laughs> but yeah, there, there, there's definitely something that drives them beyond. And I'll, I also, I'm, we're, I know we're, ju- it's fun, so we're jumping all over. But I also love this, the story of how Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, all these guys, they always drop out of college and they always start working in a garage. Like, did, did none of them ever think to get use their, their extra bedroom in their house? Like, why are all these people doing experiments in the garage? I think it's because they can't come up. They're so uncreative they just repeat the same story over yeah. and over again and it's all darpa money too when you find it like all of them are connected to have like high ranking like military shit in their yeah. background like jeff bezos's stepdad was like a military dude yeah. uh bill gates i can't remember where he was fucking connected but i i remember that they, he was like through his mom or something yeah, they were like, big planned parenthood people i mean they were yeah. powerful people they were powerful i don't yeah know he was part of the that. eugenics yeah his, yeah his dad was like a eugenicist and yeah, it that is fucking fascinating, man. Yeah, dude. So they're they're yeah, there's just uh they, they just repeat these stories and even and all the and like all these people but I think Elon like, Musk is the good one though. What's that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep, he's, he's the coming. one that he's the good guy billionaire that is actually on our side. Yes, he is the Bruce Wayne <laughs> for for the for the truthers and for the totally red pill. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, even and like even like Barack Obama, he, I mean, I read this a long time ago, but his mom was uh, an anthropologist. Uh, too. Anthropology is the classic way that the CIA and his her dad was a CIA guy. But she so she was an anthropologist in Kenya. Conveniently, they had a, you know, a revolution there where they overthrew a communist or they were trying to. So she she was just doing anthropology there, but she wanted to leave. So she took Barack and they went to to Thailand or Malaysia, who totally by accident totally there was another revolution there while she was there she just has bad luck and then they and then they eventually came home right like are you you kidding yeah. like clearly these people are chosen um predetermined yeah yeah and, and you know what's fascinating too is barack obama is fucking related to the bush family yeah like there yeah it's it's all it's all it's all bloodlines man it's all fucking it's all there yeah and she was a fucking honeypot operation dude she, she was a cia agent she was fucking people yes yes and, exactly yeah yeah dude it's all fucking fascinating yeah and uh i, I where was it i th- i think there's some connections with like the bush fa- the bush family and the british royals isn't there isn't there a fucking there is like that i you know i don't know how but I, I know you're, they like say that they're all related to, I think Charlemagne's their, their like key point, but they, that's how they say mm-hmm. they're related. Like all these people are related except for, and I then think they, like tr- they go back to, to a uh, guy from Transylvania. Oh, of Vlad the Impaler. Yeah. 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 At least the, the, the British Royals say they trace their lineage back to him. Yeah. It's fascinating. And then, I mean, probably behind doors, they like to say that they all came from Canaan, right? And they all right. came from- I'm sure they do. And, yeah. all, and that's another point. How can you, you can, only these powerful people can, are able to trace, like, I'm sure you've kind of dug into your history. Like I can trace ours back to like America in like 1750, but there's not, and that's Ooh, just really? a name. 
But so like, okay. how do you, how are you able to like, these people can trace their lineage in their, their vaults and their libraries back hundreds, if not thousands of years. So again, there's something important there that they're making sure to keep track of these, these things. Yeah. That's fucking bizarre, man. And, and, and like people just don't get it. They, they just, or pretend not to see it or not to care. I mean, like, look at Megan Markle. She's husbands with Harry. Really? Yeah. They're fucking related. I didn't know that. <laughs> they're all fucking related. Yeah. They're cousins. Interesting. Like second cousins or something. And right. Then, yeah. Right. It's just, you know, it's random. Yeah. Uh, Harry just like met a black girl from America and married her. And right. Like, right. Yeah. Totally by chance. Mm-hmm. He picks some C or B list actress. That's mm-hmm. who he chooses. This guy that's got more money than a lot of people. Now they're just making good fucking movies on Netflix. (laughs) I fucking hate them so badly. Didn't we win? Didn't the fucking Freemasons fight a revolutionary war so we didn't have to give a fuck what they thought anymore? Like, I love. So here, this is so you're you're an anarchist, right? Yes. And so I what is what is like Christian anarchy? Why did you because you made that distinction? What is that? So for me, Christian anarchy, um, it to me, it's like I have. No, I have no allegiance to any kingdom here on earth. My king is Jesus. That that's our no king but Christ. That is our mantra. And so, like, I serve His kingdom. That that is my. Uh, so I'm an ambassador for Christ in any land that I'm in. So I happen to be in America, but I don't like. You won't find an American flag in my in my house. That's like, interesting, dude. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't hate America. I think honestly, I mean, it's probably the best fucking country that you, I could choose to live in. Probably, I mean, uh, I don't. Uh, I hate our fucking military. I hate our government. I think America is the new Babylon. Uh, it's you could make that case pretty easily. I think, yeah. and uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. But for me, Christian anarchism, it's kind of derived like it's voluntarism. If you're familiar, I don't know how much it libertarian theory I, you're in. A little it. bit. Yeah. A little, I'm like, I'm adjacent. I see the, so I yeah. follow a lot of those guys. Voluntarism is basically that we adhere to the non-aggression principle, right? So it's like, do no harm, take no shit. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, so it's like, I will not aggress against another person and I'll, I will meet someone with aggression if they meet me with aggression. Right. That's right. basically, it's almost like it's the, the golden rule in the Bible. Yeah. Right. It's very similar. Right. And, but we live that way and we think that society would be better based on voluntary interactions and exchange. And so the only hierarchies are natural hierarchies and uh, things through like, a free trade in exchange and like free market capitalism basically right. is like what we is basically what we believe in. But like it, voluntarism can and does have even like communists and things in it. As long as everything is voluntary, I don't really care. Like you mm. can be a socialist and live in like a, in a com- communist, like, like little community that you want to live in where you guys all share and you guys don't have any money and there's no hierarchies. As long as everything is voluntary, that all falls into voluntarism. So it's mm. like, it's a bottom unity, anti-authoritarian uh, philosophy. Got it. Yeah. it is. And so I, we take it uh, a little further with the Christian anarchism. Like we're still voluntarists, but it's uh, you know, our King is Christ. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Cause that, so that's, I was like at one, I, 
I think a lot of you, I left, uh, I was like kind of like a Trumper in the, in the 20s. And then I, I went to libertarianism and I, I kind of left that. Uh, but I just, well, the I, libertarian so I, party is a joke, man. Yeah. And, like there's a huge gigantic distinction. Like, I agree. Yeah. I don't, I don't consider, and this is going to piss off a lot of people. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mises caucus people. But if you're in the libertarian party, you're not an anarchist. They like to say that they are. You're not. You don't know what voluntarism is. Actually, like read uh, neither bullets nor ballots. That was like the that's what voluntarism was based off of. You're not a voluntarist if you're participating in politics. Mm. It's mm. very anti-political that the whole thing is like we won't we want nothing to do with politics. Like some voluntarists go so far and like this kind of an autistic kind of thing like that, like voting is violence. Like if I vote for a ruler over you, that's a violent thing for me to do. That's a, that's aggressing against another person. So like if I vote for like increased taxes, like in a small scale in my little local area, now that's that's violence against you. That's like, that's how far voluntarists take it. So it's very anti-political. Interesting. Like you're not supposed to participate in the political. And so, I mean, I'm not as like crazy about that shit anymore as I was. Like, I think politics are entertaining. I find it like bread and circus for the most part, but like, if you're going to do, if you're going to participate in politics, I like it as, as on the smallest localist level possible. Yeah. Yeah. Like, know who know who's on your city council because they have more power over you than like that that dead person that we call a president he doesn't know what the fuck's going on <laughs> so what so this so i i left like that the like i wasn't ever an like you like an anarchist but i left that and so i read this awesome book it was who's behind the revolutions and it's uh the or it's freemasons and zionism behind the revolutions that sounds and, like Good oh, book. It is. It's translated from French. So the guy I love and that I read that like a year and a half ago. And so he posed the theory that the, the Masons were behind overthrowing the monarchies and the church, because once you institute a republic, that is how you can totally dominate uh, a, a government is by when you have yeah. these elected officials. So that, that got me thinking like, huh, a monarchy. And then so the more I that's like where I fall these days is I'm not, I wouldn't call myself a, a monarchist. But I do think that if a, you, I, I do believe you, you probably need a government because people are insane. It would be great if everyone was normal, but they're not. So if we had to choose a government, that was probably the one that I would choose would be uh, a monarchy, monarchial form of government. And obviously, you there's. You should definitely read. Have you have you heard of Hans Hermann Hoppe? Yes, yes, okay. yes. Yeah. Democracy, the guy that failed. Have you yes. read that book? Yeah, I started it, dude. I I stopped, but I. I had a, do you know, Jared from uh Hoppian? What's it? His, <laughs> you know, it's funny as shit. I've never talked to him once. And for some reason I'm blocked. Oh I, he, man. I don't think he likes agorists because he considers them like left libertarians or something. Uh, so he, he, I see. Okay. Yeah. I got, That's I got a block funny. from him. So, but it's whatever. <laughs> but he, so, so I, I, I guess I would like, but I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. But so I had him on. So I, he talked a lot, obviously about Hoppe, but, uh, but yeah, that's like, so like my theory is with this is like, obviously there's good Kings and bad Kings, but in like 1680 in England, you, I, I think it was King James and regardless his son-in-law, his son-in-law, he starts talking to the bankers in Amsterdam, which is like Rothschilds. And uh, his name was the Prince William of, or- of orange. And so he, the, the Rothschild funds, they come from, uh, the Hessian art, this guy in 
in Hesse, Germany. He was selling soldiers to England to fight the Revolutionary War, made all this money, yeah. right? So the Arkids helped support uh, this guy to, or, or the bankers did, they didn't support this guy. But Prince William of Orange got funding from international bankers in Amsterdam to overthrow his father-in-law, the king. And once he did that, that was the bloodline that then spread out through all of Europe pretty much. And I'm, I'm not good with king, but a lot of his bloodline did. And so that's my is that these monarchies changed in the for a lot of them in, in this time period in the 1700s and on. And they went to this corrupt. I had read this somewhere. Who the fuck was talking about this? I had read a little article about it and someone was talking about this. This is on some fucking show recently. They were talking about the Rothschild. So the, have you heard the story that uh, when Napoleon was uh, when he lost right at the Battle of Waterloo? Right where the Rothschilds uh, got to England first, yes, and they yeah. told them, "Yeah, you, you've heard that story, right?" Yeah. Where they told them, "Like, yeah, Napoleon won. You guys are all fucked." And so then they bought all their stocks and bonds and shit for cheap, right. and yeah, that whole story. But at that point, that the Rothschilds bought their way into the royal family in England, basically, and that's when they started like taking over bloodlines and stuff. They started buying their way into actual royalty. Yeah. Well, dude, and so, then they started killing royals that weren't of their lineage. Mm, that's interesting. what I heard. And so they they replaced them. Interesting. Well, so, so they either fucked in or killed. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, so that Rothschild would be in charge everywhere. What's amazing with them is they weren't even in, in that Frankfurt ghetto where the, all these all of, a lot of those guys come from. They weren't even, they weren't even, they weren't the second richest. They weren't the third richest. They were the eighth richest of these 12 banking families that existed. The top family, they removed them all because of these, they were so strategic. I mean, they were brilliant. Like they were so brilliant. Of, they strategic, like they had, dude, like it was in Florence then because still, uh, you know, like Venetian banking standards, but like they, like the top dog had like 800,000 Florence. The, the our kids had 100,000 for like, they were nowhere near these, these top guys and they were able to manipulate and strategize and uh, through, you know, all these things, they, they were able to weasel their way into the top spot. So I, I thought when I read that, I thought that was wild. Like, that's fascinating. What are your thoughts on this? This is, this is spicy. Uh, <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Ashkenazis not even being Jews? So I don't know. I've like heard this theory, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Like, and I, I like, heard specifically that this was like done. They did some like blood tests and shit. And they're like, we can tie you guys to Europe, but there is nothing in your bloodline that would tie you anywhere near Palestine. Like, yeah. and so uh, most of these guys were like European. Uh, what's, what's the, what's the word that I'm looking for? They, they turned into uh, what's the word they, God damn, remember, right? Converted? Somewhere. Converted. There you ah. go. They converted to Judaism. Okay. And um, and I I think I know why. Because like at the time, like Christians weren't supposed to, they were it was illegal, right, for Christians to do uh uh like basically like banking shit. What's the word usury, yeah, usury. right? Yes. Yeah, you weren't allowed to do that. Right. And so I think that these these were just like European rich dudes like in, in Venice or whatever that converted to Judaism so that they could use this specifically so that they could become the bankers and things right. like that. And so it's, it's just fascinating to me that like, now we look at like the state of Palestine, uh, like the Zionist movement, like I'm going to talk to Odd Man a little bit about that, that 
basically these guys, I, I think I heard that actually from Oddman. I just listened to his episode. Oh, nice, nice, it's nice. So good, dude. I love Oddman. I'll Shout out to him. I'll have to check it out. Uh, but like, yeah, it, it just that it's basically we're watching what what like the Europeans did to America. We're watching right now more Europeans like imperialism into fucking Palestine. And we just mm. watch it and let it happen. It's fucking wild, dude. It is insane, dude. Well, so and I, I that's like the story that you're like is the Kazarians like the the area of Ukraine today. They had Muslims on the one side, they had Christians on the other. They were worshiping what I would say is like this Babylonian religion, this mm-hmm. Canaanite religion, and so they convert their they're they converted quote unquote because they knew that they could be friend if they converted to Christianity, the Muslims would attack. If they converted to Islam, the Christians would attack. And I, they, that's why they converted. And so I, I like the banking part too, but, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that, that's yeah. Nice. And I, I think that might actually be two separate like strains of Judaism. Cause uh. like Kazarians <laughs> too, like I think, but anyway, that's all Ashkenazi, right? I mean, that's like any of the European Jewry, that's all Ashkenazi. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And yeah. so like the only Jews that are really actually Jewish are probably the Sephardis. It's like, they, yeah, the guys from like North Africa, uh, from Spain and things like that. That I whole, got it. Yeah. So it's all Sephardic Jews. Those are actual Jews. And so like I'm saying that the Palestinians that live there right now are more Jewish than like Ben Shapiro. Interesting, dude. Interesting. They actually probably they're more genetically like aligned to Jesus than. Interesting, dude. Yeah. That's very, huh? Very Interesting. So yeah, I don't thought that's I would be a good thing to to look. I'll have to listen. Was that on Odd Man Show or no? I don't know if he went that far. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to take him along with me though. <laughs> I mean, anyway. That's so funny, dude. But yeah, usually, dude, like I mean, the Templars they were that's so the Templars. I used to love yeah. the Templars because I loved the Crusades. But they they were that that's what they were doing. They were usury usuring. Uh, that's how they got their wealth. They were like the first debit card where Just you could like travel. Raping and pillaging and murdering all along, man. Yeah. The and whole dude, way they, through. They, I mean, so that's it. And the name like, of Jesus. Because this is what Jesus wanted. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> is, but you can tie like all, I firmly believe this, that usury has been the demise of people. It, it It's killed us, dude. They, they know like that. And that that's an amazing, if you read history of central banking, it's a little, uh, anti, you know what, but if you can overlook that aspect of it, the other information is, uh, it's amazing dude, because they literally like that just systematically, they got in the England was that for the second one, Amsterdam had a, a, a federal reserve bank first 30 years prior. But once they got the bank of England charter passed through Prince of William of orange, who deposed his father, that was the beginning of the end for prosperity and wealth for regular folks like us. Yeah, man. I mean, that's what happened to the United States on uh, what's it called? Uh, Jackal Island, right? Yeah, 19, well, yeah, yeah. Exactly. 1913, when they passed the Federal Reserve Act, it ruined it ruined America, dude. And it, I, this was like amazing, too. Like, so America, we we, you know, created our own currency when we first got here with uh our bank our notes and what did the bank of England? so we we said we're not using bank of england anymore and this was before the revolution this is probably what the real reason for the revolution was and so what did the rothschilds and bank of england do they sent 
millions and millions of fake counterfeit colonial script to America. And within two years, everything was worth one sixteenth, if that, of their original. So they, because there was all this prosperity, people were doing amazing, dude. Every you could make it if you if you you know worked hard or whatever. And they and they did the same thing to pre-Napoleon France. And France's yep. cat, they they threw in a bunch of the Bank of England threw counterfeit bills in and destroyed the economy. And how evil is that, dude? Like people's food money, they're if you're a struggling person in America, you have ten dollars, whatever, and now you're it's worth a, a, an eighth of that. Like you you will now yeah. there's no social welfare programs, then you're gonna starve or you have to beg for a, a piece of bread. Like the, well, that's what they're doing to us now. And they pretend, see, the, to me, that's the wildest thing. Like I used to like a lot of libertarians and a lot of like uh, folks. I don't know if you're familiar with what Austrian economics is. Uh, that's like the, anyways, it's, it's the whole free market capitalism. And like, I, and I, I think that they're right about 99% of it. Uh, just most of these guys are just like too autistic and not uh, conspiratorial enough where they just think that like, well, man, they're just so dumb. Why would they just keep printing money like that? Don't they know that this is just going to debase the currency? Right. Like, yes, they know that. <laughs> you know, and they fucking right. know that. Like, gas is through the fucking roof. Everything's more expensive. And then you have Jay Bizzle talking about giving us, like, stimulus for gas. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So why don't I throw gasoline on a fucking house fire? Like, it's not, it's not a coincidence, dude. It's not yeah. like they know that they're, they're debasing the currency right now. Right. And it's so sad to me that like, this was common knowledge. They knew this, like that was warfare. Mm-hmm. That was economic warfare at the time. Let's flood their country with a bunch of fucking Great money. Point. Great point. Right. Great point. And so like, we're doing economic warfare on ourselves and they've manipulated and just brainwashed the fucking country and made us so fucking stupid that we're excited about it. Like, yeah, we're going to get gas checks. Fuck yes. You know what I mean? Like they're so fucking dumb. That's they like fluoride in the water and through like dumbing us down through gen- like GMOs and things like that. And just like all this fu- and like public education, they just made us so fucking stupid and we're begging for it right now. Oh. Dude, that's such a, I never thought of it that way. You're right. It is. That was economic warfare then. And they're doing literally the same thing. They're literally doing the exact same thing. They have us cheering for it. Yeah. They're like, yeah, shove the boot harder up my ass. Like, it sucks, man. Uh, What's your, um, so what's your, are you a crypto guy or no? No. No, I think it's fucking stupid. I think that this was, I mean, I have some, I'm, I'm yeah. not I'm a giant hypocrite. I got some Bitcoin. I have some Ethereum and I might have some other like dumb fucking coins. Right. Yeah. You know, I think I have some Solaris and I might have a little phantom or something, you know, okay. I, don't even, I don't know how to use it. I also yeah. get something from Rockfin called like something. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I don't know what it is. I'm never going to be able to use it. It's there. Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. know what it is. But to me, I think it was just a, I think it was a psyop, dude. I think it was a way to like get all the guys that were actually good on sound money to like go, yeah, let's do fucking computer money. Right. You know, right. and then like they say that Bitcoin is untraceable and shit. You're like the block. It literally is on a fucking blockchain, idiot. Yeah. Right. Like, so you can see absolutely every single thing you've ever done with it. First yeah. of all, then second of all. Uh, like it's just getting people used to being electronic money because that they're going to fucking switch over to a fucking digi dollar. They've been talking about it forever. 
Mm. And it's going to fucking happen. And that's why they're debasing our currency right now, because they're going to mm. fucking run our economy into the fucking shitter and destroy the entire thing. The dollar bill is going to be completely worthless. And so then they're like, it's OK. We've got the solution. Digi-dollar. And so that's, that's what they're going to do. And it's problem, reaction, solution. It's the Hegelian dialectic. They're fucking, and then we're going to beg for, you're going to give us digi-dollars? And then people are going to be all fucking excited about it. And then they're going to be able to trace absolutely every single fucking transaction you make. And they can turn you on and off with a fucking yeah. click. Well, I just think the whole crypto, the the origin story of Bitcoin. And first of all, I don't know whoever. Satoshi, you're such a genius. Right, this totally anonymous guy. This totally anonymous <laughs> guy. He just hates. He, you know, that's that story always happens. An anonymous hero saves saves humanity. That I I love those stories. You know, like that. The odds of that happening are less than one. I don't. Uh, horrible odds. You know who is a fucking hero? was Ross Ulbrich and he was trying to get us like he was using Bitcoin the right way and yeah. to try to fuck, to try to have actual free exchange through the fucking, uh, God damn it. What was his Silk website? Road. Yeah. Silk road, man. And look what they did to him. That's what happens to heroes. That's fair. You, point. you go out to be a fucking hero. Like you can see the difference between, uh, what's that? What's that fucking faggot that's in Russia right now? Uh, oh, Edward Snowden. Edward Snowden compared yeah. to Julian Assange. Oh, I yeah. I How are they that. fucking treated? This one can just like fuck around in Russia and eat caviar and drink vodka and shit and do whatever he wants. Oh, we Joe just Rogan. can't catch him. He's just in Russia. Yeah. You know, and then Julian Assange, we like literally, he's like smearing fucking shit on the walls and stuff because he's like in isolation and just like torturing the fuck out of him. And I mean, I know, whatever, Julian Assange might be a little fucking, there might be some more to him than meets the eye. But, I, dude, the guy, he called out America for their war crimes. Like, to me, he's an actual fucking journalist, and he was actually doing fucking journalism the way it should have been done. That's actually, that's, uh, what do they like to say, like, uh, stepping truth to power or whatever the fucking, like those stupid assholes at MSNBC say, speaking truth to power. Like, shut the fuck up, retard. <laughs> Julian Assange actually was doing that. Right. And that's what happens to people that do that. Dude, yeah. I, it's just, there are no, like, and you can see with, like, that what, Satoshi or whatever, it's, like, the same story they create for with Trump, with Musk. It's There's always somebody that, because everyone wants he's to be save us. He's got the white hats in the government with the right. secret. <laughs> Dude, because nobody, everyone wants that because it's easier to say, oh, this yeah. billionaire will save me. As so, as opposed to if you, the hard thing is to you live the the in the world or life that you want to see. It's harder to do that yeah. to make difficult choices because of principles and things like. It's much easier just to wait and say, well, I voted for this guy. I didn't vote for this. So I voted for this. When you know it, it's just easier to, me, to do that. Yeah, dude, the whole Q movement was the saddest fucking psyop of them all because, like, I agree. Who did it fucking affect the most? Like it, it got what your three percenters or whatever the fuck they're called. And the, yeah. And it got like the watchman dudes and the, the dudes that were like, Hey, if communism tries to come to this country, they try to take my guns. So I'm going to do something. And then they were like, no, 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 just trust the plan. Right. They hats. They got it. Like the Q secret government. Exactly. Don't worry. Yeah. Just sit down. Joe, we got this, you know, they're all right. Q's got my back, you know, it, Dude, it was fucking sad. And you, you're, you, you hit on something that, like, 
It's fucking true as shit. It's, it's this sad, like it's laziness, I guess. And it's also, it just feels better to just be able to trust in someone yeah. like this good guy yeah. has got my back. I can, yeah. I can let this go because man, really it's about, it's about uh, self-reliance and it's about self-responsibility. And it's about like, you have to make the change that you want to see in the world and you can start, right. Like, I mean, that call back to fucking Jordan Peterson, clean your room, start with your <laughs> fucking room. You know what I mean? Because like you want to go out and change the world, all those Antifa fucking psychos, and they want to do all those things like, yeah, but what does your room look like? <laughs> you know what I mean? What's going on at home right now? Like you want to be a change in the world, start with what you can actually change Agreed. around you, and then Agreed. you can actually become powerful and, you know, exactly. meaningful. Yeah, that's that's like the what we need. That's like what I always talk about is exactly that, because we can't control Elon Musk, but you could, you know, not look at porn or you could not uh, yeah. whatever consume their bread and circus or buy whatever, whatever it is, whatever the goal is, you have ability that you can do and that's all you can control. And maybe you'll inspire somebody else. And so, yeah, forth. well, and then you can inspire the people that are around you. Mm-hmm, and exactly. then you can inspire like the people that you work with. And then you can inspire the people you're a, a community with, you go to church with you, you know, and then you can actually change things for the better on a small scale. And that's the only way that we're effective. Yes. Yes, exactly, dude. Exactly. Yeah. It's uh, it's like I, and through the Q movement, I, it's easy to like make fun of those people. And I was never like, you know, I hoped, right. I hope, but I still feel bad for the people that are, Cause it worked exactly how it was supposed to work. Like they're, yeah. they can't break out of it now because all their friends, it's like a cult dude. Another thing the CIA creates, it should, if they're confused, this is exactly that, you know, they, they create all the cults and uh, it's uh, like, you can't get out. These are your friends, your blah, blah, blah. You get it. You know what I'm talking about? Well, I mean, it's one reason why I don't even call myself a libertarian anymore. It's, it's another reason why I don't like call my, I don't even really call myself a Christian anarchist very much anymore or an agorist. That's what this flag is behind me. Uh, Like uh, the gray and black. uh, I, I don't want to be on a team because as soon as you're on a team, then that's how they manipulate people. Like, like you said, it's like my team says this. So then I have to think this and, Yeah, that's that's exactly what's going on with like uh, like progressives and conservatives fighting over dumb shit right now. And it's like because I know that there's a few people in the progressive. I I know actually a few that actually do stand up and they're fucking they're brave and brilliant that are like pro-life progressives. Okay, and that's rare as fuck. But for the most part, like if you if you stand out like that, if you like speak your mind about something that you actually feel you're out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, dude, you totally are. <laughs> and that's uh, it's it and it traps both sides, right? Like just how we were talking like boomer conservatives, it's like you know their stance before because there is no middle ground when the answer often is in this more middle area. Um it's just the opposite Fox is just the opposite of whatever CNN is. It's like mm-hmm. it's like pathetic, you know. Coke and Pepsi, man. Yeah. Coke and Pepsi. That that's exactly it, dude. That's exactly it. I'm trying to see if I if I had any more on uh, the Canaanites to bring us full circle, <laughs> but I'm, I'm looking here. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I also liked what you were talking about. Um, 
the the Catholic Church and would you have have you ever read about like the Jesuits much? I've heard enough about I'm well, enough. I've heard definitely something their origins and things like that. Uh, well, just listening to William Cooper. So I mean, oh nice. Yeah, he goes. I got, dude, I got to go go back and I have his book and I read that. But but dude, like even that that was like a corruption of the you know that was I think the, it was they have the same. Um, swearing in rituals as the Freemasons totally mm -hmm. by chance. Dude. They just both had the same idea, but uh, uh, Loyola, he was a 27 year old. He was in love with a, a nine year old girl. He thought he was going to marry her. And then he got his leg blown off or blown up. And that's when he started praying to the black Madonna. And uh, that's, and before, and that's, I've never where, heard that story. That's oh yeah, dude. That's, that, that's why he like traveled to Spain or, uh, Spain or Germany. I can't, not Germany that I forget one of those places and the princess, she's literally a nine year old girl. He's 27 years old and he's obsessed with her obsessed. And he, uh, but he has to go, he goes in like a war or battle or whatever and gets his leg blown up. And so for two years he's bedridden and he's just praying. When he gets back, she's too old for him or what? <laughs> I, I don't know why he <laughs> gave up after he lost his leg. I thought that was an odd, but he did. He gave up yeah. for some reason. And, uh, that, and that's, he spent his next two years praying on this black statue and it, uh, that, that's where you get the Jesuits from was, was that those prayers and he would whip himself with chain, like with spikes, he would beat himself. He would wear, he would go shoeless in the winter. Not hard just like enough. super odd guy. Yeah. He should have beat himself harder. Killed himself. I do, but it's like, again, I know a different time, but these, these, these are, they're very smart people. I mean, like to go, like he would beat himself so extreme that uh, the police or whatever they'd be called would have, would stop him and, and say, well, like, what the hell are you doing? You're scaring people. You know, you're, you're literally frightening them. Uh, but they're able just to corrupt again. They're like, they, and the I'm just that, watching some asshole do that, uh, just beating the fuck out of himself on the corner. Like I see homeless people. See, that's the whole thing is like, he was probably fucking insane. Yeah. And just back then they were just like, Oh, he's just, he's spiritual. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. That, and I think there's a, definitely a, a blurred line there between insane yeah. and communicating with those, like these interdimensional Hunt. beings. I think that there's probably one, there's very, there's similarities there. Uh, or like a blurred line. Yeah, I dude, And I, to me, there is something to that a hundred percent. I mean, just that there's, you know, differences in their brain. And like, I try not to disparage people that are fucking schizophrenic and things no, like that. No, I don't think you are. Yeah. Uh, because for the most part, man, I, I think that probably a lot of the things they see are real. Yeah. <laughs> they're, like they're just like, they, they're like more sensitive and they can see behind the veil a little bit. They can right. see these inner dimensions and stuff. They can feel, you know, entities and things around them. And yeah. And then also like the government has been like fucking with us so much, like that voice to skull technology, mm -hmm. like, you know, like MK Ultra kind of shit. Like they yeah. fuck with people all the time, dude. And like yeah. me, like just to experiment. They're like, what if we do this to this school teacher? Let's see what happens. Let's just like start whispering, hey, I'm God. I'm this. I'm that. You know, and just let's ruin this guy's life. Let's see what happens. Let's take notes. You know. Have you ever been on the Reddit, the subreddit targeted individual? No, I should. Oh, dude, you got to. I mean that you know it, it's pretty wild, but I like following because it makes me laugh. But uh, dude, it, it might be true. A lot of them really might be true, and that's so fucking tragic. 
I, I would, it would definitely not put it past them. Absolutely. I would not put that past Because the, there was like instances, like when you read about like in the MK ultra stuff, like do you remember uh, this was like in France, I want to say like, this is one of the first times, like one of the waiters was like, anyways, like this CIA agent was like trying to flirt with this girl and she wasn't interested. And like she, her boyfriend was the waiter at a, at like a coffee restaurant. It was something stupid like that. And he was right. like, fuck this. And he just dumped a fuck ton of acid and this dude's in this dude's like food or something and just fucked him up and they put him in an insane asylum and they and they tortured him until he died. Like and they just did that because he was like, that son of a bitch, that's his girlfriend, and I want to fuck her. Like, you know what I mean? Like right. these guys are just psychos, and it doesn't take much for you to become a target. They're like, I don't like I don't like the way this guy looks. Well, <laughs> dude, there I can't think of his name right now, but he he was working the the chemical section you know and uh, for the the, the u.s military Honestly? was it might have been and that was the guy they he wanted to leave because he started feeling bad they super oh, yeah yeah i know who i know exactly they made it they made a tv show uh out of him like called uh, on netflix they made a series about him he's the one that they ended up he committed suicide no right way. they did a show about him fucking window yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That, wormswood I think yeah. is the name of the show what it's on it Netflix. Wormswood. I'm about 98% sure that's the name of the oh show. Oh my God, dude. Yeah, they just know? made it like a documentary series about it. It was all about MK Ultra, man. And they used to do that. They used to just like dose each other too. Like yes. when they would get together, like at like a fucking, you know, like a work party, like don't drink the fucking punch. Yeah. Frank you know, because yeah. somebody yeah. just dumped a fucking vat of fucking acid. Dude, in the punch. I'm going to have to check. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I'll try and watch because that is Frank Olson was his name. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and yeah, dude, like they just, and that's, that's another point. Like when people struggle to believe that the CIA would do these things like this, these stories or the whole operation Gladio that nobody knows, no regular people know that's when, how the CIA started uh, mass production of heroin in 1952 and started shipping it to America only in the black neighborhoods though, because that was okay. And they, that's why all the jazz people, you know, like the, those musicians were all addicted to heroin and died of heroin. And they did that to fund their, their they organization. Got my dad. What's that? They got my dad. See, yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. Exactly. Like it, that's lit. And they've been, they started that the same guy, the guy who came up with that, uh, uh, Paul Hellfield or Helly, Hellyweld. Uh, he helped Disney purchase all his land in Florida. Like these guys, they're all just, their goal, their yeah. goal is, this sinister, horrible I haven't thing. Talked about that too much on the show, but I really wonder how how much MK Ultra. Like, I actually think my dad was involved in that shit a little wow. bit because he grew up. I mean, he, so this was like in the 1960s and around the San Francisco to LA area, and he he okay. used to buy his fucking acid from Osley. Uh, one of the dudes who was making all the fucking acid. Oh, I remember that name. Yes. And then uh, he always like, which I thought was fascinating. Uh, this one variety of acid that like they, they pinpointed it. Like it was uh, the CIA was making it. Right. This laboratory was like orange, like sunshine or something, whatever that that's like what my dad would fucking buy and sell. Wow. And my dad was the guy that was selling acid to, uh, God damn it. What's his name? What's his name? Uh, Charlie, uh, Charles Manson. Interesting. My dad sold, was sold. And so may, like they saw him on the news and they're like, 
hey, Charlie's on the TV. What's going on? Like, my yeah, dad used dude. to do fucking heroin with, like, one of the Beach Boys and, and Charles Manson, which is fucking fascinating. I, and we all, I mean, I very much suspect that Charles Manson was an MK Ultra. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it was. Who the fuck knows, dude? Like, I don't know. Like, maybe my dad was getting fucked with, too. That's all fucking fascinating. Oh, have know. you ever read uh, Chaos? Did you read? Did you? Uh, the guy was on Rogan. Uh, the book's called Chaos, but it's all I about Manson and uh, Jolly Doctor Jolly West and uh, how Manson was. You know, definitely he's not like a conspiracy guy, but he studied it for twenty years. It was like an article that turned into this book. It's fascinating. You would love it, dude. That's like if that's yeah. like your area, you got that's the book you got to read next. I'll check it out, man. Chaos. And then you were, dude, I want to read the other one you were talking. Oh, the, the fucking Tartaria books that you were talking yeah, about. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. yeah. yeah this theory, like I like, dude, I liked the, like the, he did one on, uh, I don't, I forget which one it was in, but he talks about the Bible. And so he talks about how he thinks that the Bible, they, where they claim the Bible happens, you know, in the middle East and Palestine, all this is not where it happened. That like the, the example he gives is, he thinks of Vesuvius is what's the, there's a, there's a vault of like when Noah goes up or see, I'm so bad at the Bible, but he, they, in the Bible, it says like there's a volcano behind them or something like that. And there's no, I can't remember which story it was, but regardless, whatever story it was, there's a volcano in the story and there's no volcano in that area at all. Maybe it was, yeah. it was, I don't, I'm, I'm see, I'm so bad, but regardless, there, but there is one in, in Italy and he, you know, with Vesuvius. And so he, Fermenko talks about how uh, they, they inserted all these hundreds of years into our history to confuse us. And the Bible actually happened much more recently rather than later. And I like that idea a lot too, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, cause who the fuck, how the hell would we know? Because I, I mean, I think that there was a giant fucking reset in the 1800s. Like there's a reason why that like we can't fucking, I mean, I, you, have, that's pretty long that you can tie your history back to like the 1750s yeah. or whatever. Most people can't go past like the 1820s. Mm, interesting. Like, like if most people, if they look for their genetic like lines and stuff, yeah. because a hell of a lot of people were fucking murdered. I don't know what the fuck happened. That's around that orphan trains, like with all yeah. these like, new fucking kids and, right. and then yeah. just like a giant fucking reset, just right around there. The world fair stuff, all yeah. that kind of crazy stuff. Like this is history. Dude, you, you know? so I'm, I live next to this, uh, like a fire hazard, but it's this, uh, like a book. It's like a junk store essentially, but it's huge. And they've got, tons of so i have papers from the world's fair um he still has a huge collection of them but i only they're 20 bucks each but that the paper from 18 from the columbia world fair and i've yeah. got a few of those and uh so you would if you're ever into the philadelphia area dude I'll, yeah uh, I'll get yeah you there. yeah so i read it's interesting like they the ads are cool in it the they talk about the exhibitions in the fair and like different uh i think it's called science american that's the paper Dude, yeah, it was fucking wild. The inventoriums and shit, just like yeah. all the fucking, like, like where's their moms? They don't need moms. We got robots. We just we keep our infants alive right here in this right. thing. It, it's just wild, dude. And then the human zoos, they're like, this is an aborigine. Yeah, this is the Mexican. This is a black guy. You know, like, and they and they that's when they taught us history. Like, I don't know what Native Americans actually wore. 
Right. That's, that's what right. I know. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, and they fucking, when they conquered, like that was the whole manifest destination or manifest destiny. Uh, when they fucking took over the West, right. And they fucking got all those Indians. What the fuck did they do? They took all these kids. They, they killed the moms and dads. They took all the kids. They put them in re-education camps. They took away their history, their language. They taught them to love Jesus and to speak English. And all those things that you knew that were history, that's all myth. Like, I, they, I have no idea. I don't know yeah. anything. No, I don't know anything. Maybe Jesus was around in like 1700. Well, and Fermanko brings up the point that it's not just hit, like Isaac Newton. His last uh, work that he published was about how they inserted around like I think Isaac says like uh, a thousand years and Fermanko goes further or vice versa. But yeah. that was his, and when he published it, it was the last book. All the newspapers around said, Oh, Isaac was so smart. He just lost it at the end. He was just going insane. So don't just ignore it. And they didn't translate the paper and uh, all this stuff, but yeah. Yeah. Wild stuff, man. Well, Jack, this was a hell of a lot of fun. Oh, we got to do it dude. again. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, you want to tell uh, you want to tell both? I guess this is a swapcast. So you want to tell both of our audiences where oh, to find? Oh yeah, you? yeah. Conspiracy or just a coincidence is the show, and at Kojak Podcast, and that's C O J A C. Conspiracy awesome. or just a coincidence? Got it. All right. But yes, that's my that's my plug. Hell yeah, man! And I, follow us on Instagram. That's where we're most active. Also, come and share some spicy memes on on our Telegram channel. And uh, I love all my audience. Thank you guys so much. You can always hit me up uh, at realitiesars at gmail.com. Anybody that wants to fucking hit us up and say hi or call me an asshole, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> no, one, but no one better be calling him an asshole. <laughs> well, I was talking about uh, Ashkenazis being fake Jews. I think I'm going to get a couple angry emails and then a couple white supremacists. <laughs> like, You're right. I'm like, I, I don't agree with you. <laughs> uh, i love it i love it dude well yeah thanks for having me on buddy it was a lot of fun hell yeah brother i'm gonna hit the outro and we'll wrap it up mm -hmm.